Welcome to the Coffee with Creators podcast, a casual conversation with creators about life and experiences. I'm your friend and your host, Michael. Welcome back to the Coffee with Creators podcast. It's been a while. It's been a minute. You can say that it's been a minute since we've had uh, a new episode, but we've been extremely busy. But this time, I feel like it's it's warranted that we have an episode today just to talk about... Well, um, uh-huh. well, this time, it's not even about... It's really not about creators. I mean, we could make it somehow about creators, but this is really just about... We needed a place to talk about our feelings and, and our reactions, and so hey, we're that's, like, this platform makes the most sense. That's exactly what the Coffee Creators is for. It's just a bunch of creators <laughs> talking about things that excite them, right? So I think right, this is the perfect platform for that. So what we're talking about is the recent... WWDC, uh, what's WWDC? Uh, WWDC is the Worldwide Developers Conference hosted by Apple. Think of it as like one of two Apple keynotes that happens every single year. And so uh, there's like the main keynote where they announce, you know, the iPhone, mainly the iPhone, maybe some new MacBooks or the Apple Watch. And that happens around Q3 uh, of each calendar year. And then after that, then, you know, all the devices are out for pre-order just in time of the holiday season, so you can buy your new fancy iPhone uh, in time of the holidays. WWDC, on the other hand, is kind of in its name. It's meant for developers. Basically, all of the Apple devices that you usually know and love, and so if that's like that your Apple Watch, your MacBook Pro, your MacBook, your iPhone, whatever it is, every single one of these devices gets new, new versions, new, mm-hmm. new firmware. Uh, versions and this is the time where all these features get announced released ahead of time and i think i'm not sure about the timeline but basically it's like if you want you could also try out the beta versions of these new os's and so like for me i'm enrolled in the beta program and i don't i think anyone can do it you just have to like the risk is you will end up installing beta software on your phone or on your you know on your ipad even and you're basically acknowledging that like it is not completely stable and so it may drain your battery life it may be kind of funky it may crash from time to time but you get to play with like the newest tools that apple has to offer for your respective device so that's wdc yeah yeah that's good that's good by the way this is michael your host and this is (laughs) ye we forgot to introduce ourselves. it's been a long time it's been a long time so ye and michael uh uh, we're going to be talking about wwc dc today and like what you said this is the time when um your devices essentially get a refresh so like a preview of what's to come and apple is known to be like they're very scarce when it comes to like updates it's it's um like major updates i should say the updates are usually security bugs bug fixes and stuff but during like this time of the year this is where you'll see um an improved experience in terms of like maybe design new features widgets and stuff like that uh, and then the other um keynote which is at the end of the year that's more for the hardware but i was actually really surprised that they aside from um the updated software that they announced a brand new product which ye and i will be talking about oh, today. Yes. But, yeah oh, yes. But for the for the most part, I think like we should we we could probably just skim through like uh, at a very surface level the new products that they did announce. I missed the first part of the keynote because we were at a meeting, and so yeah, after yeah, the meeting, yeah. Ye and I were like scrambling like let's log on and you know just just watch the the presentation. But I think you caught like the the tail end of or I don't know how much of the MacBook the M two 
um, presentation did you did you watch? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't think I really caught that yet either. But you know, it's fine. Uh, basically, I'll run us through some like key things that really stood out to me. Okay. Uh, so, Michael, I know you reviewed the AirPods Pro second gen a while mm -hmm. ago, and you were like, I mean, you were pretty taken aback at how nice it was. And so yes. what's awesome is they're actually rolling out an update to those very AirPods where they have the whole, like basically, they are now much smarter and they're dynamic. So let's say for instance, you're wearing those AirPods and you're walking like, let's say down the street of like a busy, busy city. I don't know, like New York or like downtown Los Angeles, whatever it might be, you're walking, you're walking down the streets and it's really loud. Um, but it's now smart enough to figure out what sounds to really dampen and reduce, like construction or sirens, things like that. Or and a band, also, or a marching band. <laughs> or a marching band, yeah. But it can also figure out what sounds do you actually want to hear. And so let's say, for instance, you are, like someone approaches you or you're about to talk to someone, like, like let's say like a, like a barista at a coffee shop. It'll automatically go into transparency mode and so that you can actually hear the conversation that's happening and then after you're done, it will go back to, you know, the noise canceling. It will also lower the volume, I think, right? Like of what you're listening to, like it'll lower yeah, the it volume. Will, it will, it will, it will do, it will, it will duck the other, you know, the other sounds, you know, that you're currently listening to, which is great. I think these are like, these are small quality of life improvements, but they're very intuitive, like super intuitive. And you're like, I, I want this to happen. Even the simple like touch to mute. Because I think they now, Apple acknowledges that we use AirPods to talk on the phone. <laughs> yep. And that we're probably in meetings using AirPods. Having that little like mute switch is, I mean, it's a small thing, but it's really nice to have. I should say that this is where Apple really shines. Like the small updates, small but meaningful updates. And I know oh, a lot totally. of people, like tech people, like to make fun of them. Because they're like, oh, they're not innovating anymore. But no, they're actually, like they innovate through really great experiences. Like small like incremental updates, but a that add up to like a very great experience, which is, you know, a lot of people, we're always like looking for the nicest, the shiniest, the newest thing. Yeah. Apple is quietly innovating, I think. I think that's what they're really doing. But yeah, you're right. I am looking forward to that update because I absolutely love my AirPods Pros uh, too. Uh, I've heard people complain about, uh, I guess like, connectivity issues with it. I've never really had any problems. I've had some problems, but not to the point where I would go on Twitter and complain about it because that's what I've been seeing lately. Like they're saying that what it's are, not connecting. Are they saying it's, it's not connecting properly to, the, to their Yes, devices? that's what they're saying. It's not connecting or I think that's pretty much it. Um, the thing that I have been noticing is that it's happened. Well, it's only happened to me like once or twice. And I've had this for almost a year now where one earbud did not charge for for whatever reason, oh, but okay. I just propped them back in. Maybe it just didn't sit correctly in the charging case, but it's fine. It's super reliable. I've dropped it like a couple of times. The one biggest design uh, flaw, I mean, flaw with this product is that when you drop it, it's like it's designed to shoot out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, they my my AirPods have launched across the room just because I dropped I dropped them in the case, and I'm like, yeah. wow, I cannot believe that's what happened. <laughs> it's so fun. It's almost like by design, you are going to lose your AirPods when you drop the case. It's hilarious. Um, but other than that, it's one of my favorite products today, and this is a product that I use on a daily. And so on a, if you use this up, if you use something on a daily basis, you will find a lot of faults. Like you'll find a lot of things to, to not like about it. 
but I absolutely just love it. Even the sound. I'm still, I'm still kind of. The sound um, is crazy. Yeah, it's I'm so good. It and is very so much in love with the sound. It's really, yeah. it's really, really good. I like it. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share a little. Um, it's not a travel hack. It's more of a. This is like a like a guilty thing that I do. It's it's like it's, I don't think it's a good quality of mine. But basically, I had the original AirPods Pro, and then when the second gen came out, I got it, and I told you to get it, Michael. Um, and so, the, but the first gen are still phenomenal. Like they still yes. do a great job. And I'm not gonna just toss mine. And in fact, um, there's this period in time in which you know uh, Maggie and I, Maggie and my fiance, uh, like we both we both have two sets of AirPods now because. We both had the first one, and then when I got the new one, she's like, well, I want the new one. And I was like, okay, because <laughs> we got to have the same thing. And so we both have two sets of AirPods Pros. And so what I'll do is I actually travel with them. Like, I, whenever, I, whenever I fly, whenever I go anywhere, I, I bring both of them with me in my backpack. And so when I'm just hanging out, like, at the airport or at the lounge waiting for my flight, I'll wear the first gen. And then I'll save the second gen, the, the newer one, for the flight itself. And the, and the best thing is, is that, like, let's say you're flying, like, like, transcontinental flights across the U.S. Like, New York to L.A., one of the longest flights you can take is about, like, five and a half hours. Your, the battery life for the AirPods Pro is, like, I think, like, six hours. And so I can actually wear them the whole flight and not be worried about battery drain. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's so, it's so crucial. Mainly also because the AirPods... Pro second gen have a significantly better uh, noise cancellation than the first generation. Yes. and so like it, it really is night and day when you when you use them in your like in your rotation of like going back and forth. Uh, You'll and notice so it seems it. you yeah. notice it. It's so obvious, and it seems excessive to carry both. But like it's, I'm I actually think it's nice that I'm using both products. Like well, I, it's actually, not going to waste. I'm going to tell you, you're a better person than me because here's a funny story. So I have my AirPods, the first gen, here in the garage, and I always go on a jog or a walk every day. And there was a day where I Wait, forgot. You have time to do all this every day. I make timey. It's very important. I make. When time. do you do this? <laughs> it's either like super early in the morning or right after I, um, right after I drop off the kids. But usually we have meetings, right? Like when after I drop yeah. off the kids. So now after the meetings. Before I start answering the, all the emails, I'll go for like a, a run or a workout. Like I really do it every day now, and it's very yeah, it's a it's it's very good. I like it. Yeah. It's, it's like <laughs> wow. Wait. I feel like I'm learning. Wait, wait, wait. I'm learning so much. How how long do you do this exercise for? Not more than an hour. It's usually like That's within an hour. Good though. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I'm okay, very Michael. I'm very consistent. Okay. I, I got a lot of like things that I have to watch out for my blood pressure. I know it's not yeah. funny, but yeah, stuff, so. no, like, totally fair. Yeah. Totally fair. This yeah. is, I mean, this is fantastic. Wow. <laughs> but no, the, the, so I do this on daily, right? And I have the first generation AirPods Pros here in the garage studio. So uh, no matter what, I will always have earbuds. Yeah. But there, there was this one day that I left my second gen upstairs somewhere and I couldn't remember where I put it. And so what I was already down here, I already have my shoes laced up and everything ready to go. And I stopped and I looked at the first gen and I'm like, do I really want to use the first gen? Oh my God. I actually took that's so, my That's shoes. so elitist of you. That is so funny. <laughs> I took out my shoes, ran by, back upstairs and looked for my second gen. And so, okay, I felt incredibly dumb or silly for doing that so i what i did the next day is i actually used 
the first gen AirPods. And I'm like, it, they can't be that bad compared to the second one. Because I felt like I was just like really spoiled yeah, with, yeah, the, yeah. with the yeah. second gen, right? So I did use the first gen. And, you know, great thing about them is they do sound good. Like you will not notice the sound difference unless you go back and back to back. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, you won't notice yeah. the sound difference. So they still sound yeah. good. But surprisingly, what I missed about the second gen was the ability to change the volume using the swipe. Yes, just, just, that yeah. is a huge thing. It's I was really surprised at how much I used that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, dang it, I wish I had the second gens right now. So yeah. the first gens to me are just a what if. Like, what if I completely forget the AirPods Pros? They're uh, or the backup, I lose them. But they're a great backup. They're really they are a great backup. backup. Yeah. It's not, yeah. it's not a terrible product because I, I have I two other, that, yeah. yeah. What was that? The, the irony of it is that, like, it, you think about like, oh, if I don't have this main product, what's my alternative? And my best alternative is just the previous generation of yeah. the same product. And yeah. it's not like some other like Sennheiser or like Bose or exactly. whatever. You're like, I still want to use the exact same thing, just the older version. Exactly. And I have a third option, which is the OnePlus Buds. Uh, oh, you have the OnePlus Buds. I do yeah. have them. And I actually think they sound better than the AirPods Pro second gen. By a small, by a smidge, I think. No, well, it's kind of weird because I realized that it's, I, in the beginning, I'm like, they sound much, much better. But now I realize that it really depends on the music that you're listening to. If you're, if for the workout music, like something that's a little bit more upbeat and modern, like, you know, with, with synthesizers and stuff, whatever, um, the OnePlus do, do sound good. Like, they sound great. Uh, but I think for a lot of the acoustic style uh, music that I listen to, I still prefer the AirPods Pros. But... You know, that's not a bad option either, but you do lose on the intuitive like controls and all that stuff. Yeah, if you're just I looking see. for sound, I think that's that's still my my, my backup, the backup yeah. of my backup. But anyway, we, we're getting stuck to like the, talking yeah, about yeah, the AirPods. This is, this is, okay. <laughs> so this right, is so. me and I, while we were like watching the presentation, <laughs> we're like geeking over like the, these different products. What's next on the, the, the presentation okay. that we covered? So the, the next thing that I think is pretty big that it, it might not apply to us directly, but I think it'll apply to a ton of people it's gonna be the new 15 inch MacBook Air. So this is cool because this is something that people have been asking for for a while. So if you're listening to this and you're like, mm, I've been asking for that, but j just think of it this way. It's like, most people are not gonna say no to a bigger screen. Uh, like right now I use a 13, is this a 13, no, it's a 14 inch. Technically no, MacBook a 14 Pro, inch right? MacBook Pro, right? Yeah, 14 but inch. before this I had a 15 inch MacBook Pro and or maybe it's a 16 inch, I don't know. They're, they're, they're in that weird like in between. But basically like when you go up, you feel the difference in, this, in the size. And having that be portable is, is huge. It's like, I can take this with me. And now what they've done is they've basically just scaled up the MacBook Air. So it's still super light, still super powerful because it uses the same like Apple Silicon. And now you just have a bigger screen and it's it's just gonna be just as portable. And, and so this kind of is like, if you're someone that really likes the how convenient a MacBook Air is, and you just want a bigger screen, then like you're this is a great thing for you. And and perhaps like if that doesn't really like that doesn't sell it, then think about it this way: in that like you can get a 15-inch laptop for I think it's thirteen hundred dollars, and that's that's, that's crazy. Insane. That's, that's such a good price. That, yeah. That's like you could you can't even get that. You can't even compare that to like an iPad because you can get a really big iPad Pro. That's like kind of the same screen size, a little actually a little bit smaller than than a MacBook Air, and it has a keyboard. It's compact. It's portable. But an iPad is way heavier. Granted, you have a touchscreen, mm -hmm. yeah. But it's just like it, it's 
There's a lot more compromises with the iPad for sure. Yeah, and, and so it, it, it like like they don't cannibalize each other, but also like if you're trying to think of productivity, like the the MacBook, like a standard laptop, still has a ton of purpose, a ton of use, and so being able to have a 15 inch version of the most portable laptop is going to be a, a huge thing for people. Like the, I I guarantee this thing will sell so fast. It's going to be a no brainer. Like when yes. people buy a laptop and they just, they just need something for like for school or or for work, man, like this is going to be such an awesome option now. It's interesting too because like in the beginning like in the early 2000s, I remember it does it almost doesn't make sense to get a MacBook. You need to get a MacBook Pro if you really want right. the performance. Right. But now they've made the entry level laptops so good that you start to question, do I really need a MacBook Pro? It's it's yeah, that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, wow, it's, it's, got, it's gotten flipped, and so yes. yeah, the, the entire. So the only reason that I can see you uh, see a person opting for like the 16 inch MacBook Pro is because you you're really like you're a power user, like you're actually a pro user. You like you need a lot of processing power uh, and, and graphics power, you know, to like edit content or. I mean, it's just like you, you have you're you're making stuff as opposed mm -hmm. to like you just need a bigger screen. Uh, yeah. Otherwise. MacBook Air will be totally sufficient for, in my head, like, honestly, 99%. I was going to say 99%, like, yeah. Yeah, of, of users. They really are that good. Yes, they uh, are that good. Apple, um, Apple has done a really weird thing in terms of, in terms of flipping the whole yeah. playbook about, like, what you actually need. Now I'm wondering, like, if they're really, if because they're doing this, I'm wondering if they have plans to really set the pro models apart because... At this point, it's just like people just want the Pro just because it's a, it's the better one. But from my understanding, the Pro models used to be just for the Pros, right? Like that's that's yeah. what they were yeah. geared for. So maybe maybe this is this just means that there there's going to be a bigger difference between the two. Which I mean, I don't really care, but I think I think this is great for most people. The fact that you can get an entry level MacBook wow. and have crazy performance and actually as a matter of fact my editor um uses a macbook m1 a macbook air i think m1 is it a, edits oh, okay. videos with it he's like yeah, yeah this is fine <laughs> like this is it's crazy i will say one thing that he mentioned which this oh i can bring this back to being a creator for anyone that like edits videos uh you're, I was talking with the editor, and he was like, I, 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 had, I had sent him some project files to work on, and they're all like, you know, they're all raw files. And he was saying that he was having some difficulty editing, uh, like basically, I think scrubbing through on the timeline with those large files. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, you can just create proxies, and that way you can just, you know, downrest yeah. what you're working on. And so, like, even then, he's using a laptop that's a couple years old by now, but it's still completely capable of turning out, you know, and what I need, I mean, I can, he can still give me, you know, 1080 or, you know, 1440 or even 4K videos. Like it's using it's an totally entry level laptop, which is yeah. still insane. Yeah. The, the one caveat to the MacBook Air versus like a pro MacBook is that the screen is not as nice. So if you want mm. like a really nice screen, then that, that's like your reason for upgrading. Uh, though it's like a costly upgrade. So that's like, do you actually need a super high res screen? Or is 1080 enough? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And again, that goes back to like if you're if you're a professional that actually need that sort of hardware performance, then yes, the the pros yeah, will yeah. be more yeah, of yeah, your yeah. yeah. All right, well that's good. Um, so the MacBook Air 
that is now up to 15 inches. And that's definitely a good product. I think a lot of people are interested. They did show the new MacBook or the Mac station or studio, Mac studio with the M2 chip they as did. well as the Mac pro. I, the Mac pro is probably the biggest question mark in my head because I mean, it would be nice to have a Mac pro if only the, their cheaper devices were slow. <laughs> but they're yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, they're I not mean, it, it just goes back to I don't know. I don't know who. I don't. I don't know a single person that uses Mac Pro. Let's put it that way. Neither, and yeah. I'm sure I. I know there's an audience for it. Like Apple doesn't make it unless there's a, like enough of an audience that will buy enough volume of this product. That's totally fine. It's just that because I don't know anyone that uses it, I really don't know what the use case is. Because yes you got to be editing some crazy footage. And even then, even then, I don't know what you're... Like, I guess I do know some, like, uh, filmmakers who now when they shoot, they're shooting in 6K raw or 8K raw. Yeah. Uh, But even then, I don't think... I mean, you don't have to edit in 6K, 8K raw. But I guess if you want to, that's when you get, like, a Mac Pro, right? Yeah, so that that's definitely geared towards like industry professionals. Uh, it's interesting to see that, like, and I think this is like the technique or Apple's method. Ever since, anyway, they would push out products that are geared towards professionals and you know industry professionals, and they become aspirational products for yeah. the general populace, right? Like the, the the for example, the Apple Watch Ultra. I have one. I don't. I don't climb mountains or anything. I walk. That's <laughs> what I do. But it's like, ooh, yeah, I want that. I want the best one, right? Like, it's. I think, I think they they really nailed that um, demographic. Like, they know that this is overkill for whatever it is that this person does, but they'll want it. You know, I let think. Me, I feel let like me tell you a funny story about the Apple Watch Ultra. You want to guess who in my life just got an Apple Watch Ultra that really doesn't need an Ultra? Don't tell me your mom. <laughs> oh, yes. It is totally, oh my totally my mom. I <laughs> really? Took to the, I took her to the Apple store uh, when it was just before Mother's Day. Okay. And she was, because she had seen someone, I think on the plane, wear an Apple Watch Ultra. And so I was like, oh, yeah, it's like the new one. She's like, wow, I really love how big it is. Because she used to have an Apple Watch, but it was too, like the, the screen was too small and the text was yeah. too small. And I was like, yeah, I mean, you could definitely see more on it. And so I took her to the Apple store because we were just walking around. Uh, and so we walk in and she tries it on. And she's like, wow, it's so big. I love it. And even the, I mean, it's like comically large on her wrist. And mm-hmm. even our, the sales assistant, she came over. She's like, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure <laughs> that's the one you sure, want? Yeah. yeah. Are you sure you don't want like the Apple Watch like Series 8 or whatever it is? Uh, and she's like, no, I want this one. And so as a Mother's Day present, I, I you know. Uh, my brother and I, we we got it for her, and she actually she wears it. And the funny thing is, she's like, "Wow, this thing's amazing! I can <laughs> do so much with it. I can set a timer, and that's I it. can <laughs> listen to music. Okay, she's like, I can listen to music on it, uh, and and I, and basically, it's just because it's larger, so she yeah. likes it. She can see her text, she can see the messages that come in, she can see the time in like a reasonable, a reasonable it's way. It's definitely much usable as a smartwatch than than yeah, the regular. Yeah, but it's so funny. Thing. It's like she is the furthest thing from that Target demo when they yes. first announced it, and yet she loves it just because it's big, bigger. Yeah, know? yeah. I see. I, they're brilliant. I think Apple is smart, or maybe it's just just as, as a brand in general. Like they just know who they are, 
and they know exactly who their audience is. And their audience are like, I don't have to be anyone. I just, you know, I can just buy the most expensive one just because I want it. <laughs> exactly. Right? You'll I mean, never, I'll never buy it. Yeah. yeah, I'll never buy a, um, those professional Garmin, whatever smartwatches, even if they are amazing. It's just, yeah, that's exactly. just not me, right? Like, it's just very, I don't know. It's, but, it's not but I'm me. I'm a pro. I'm yeah, a pro, I... though. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to go hiking and I'm going to use that. I'm going to go on a walk. My feature. Yeah. And I'm going to get deliberately lost in the wilderness and I'm going to use an Apple Watch Pro yeah, exactly. to like get me back home. Exactly. So I can tweet about it and impress people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I will, okay. I will say um, I, I was looking at my phone earlier because I was trying to I was trying to check the specs for the MacBook Air 15 inch. I was wrong on the resolution. It's 2880 by 1864. So it actually means it's still decently high resolution. Yeah. Uh, but it's like 2K, right? 2K I think so. resolution, I think, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in any case, it should be actually quite decent. So basically, it's a great package. 1080, like FaceTime, uh, webcam. Although, like, I, I don't know if it's the same webcam that's inside the MacBook Pros. If it is the same webcam, then that's awesome. Then it, yeah. then there really is like not much no of a reason, reason to get a MacBook Pro. <laughs> exactly. So anyways, having not looked into it much, you know, mileage may vary. Do your research. Yeah. Which, okay. by the way, may yeah. if I may, um, the MacBook Pros, the new ones that Yi is using right now, the microphone is actually really impressive. He is currently using the built-in microphone on the MacBook Pro because he he forgot his microphone. <laughs> I didn't forget it. I packed it up. I'm in the middle oh, of moving. All my microphones right. are packed up or already <laughs> shipped away. I have a ton of let the record moving show. You. I have way too many microphones. <laughs> and yet I don't have any of them right now. <laughs> but this is impressive. Like the clarity, the volume is a little lacking, right? Because but we can boost it up later on. But the clarity, it doesn't sound like he is speaking through like a low quality microphone. I was actually really impressed. I thought that he was just a little farther away from his microphone. But like Honestly, it sounds clear. The volume issue could be a fact that I have my laptop elevated and I think maybe the positioning isn't ideal. I have it elevated because I I'm trying to fix like the angle in which I'm looking at the webcam. And yeah. so for, for the purpose of recording this, I think that's actually why. Cause I don't recall seeing this issue before. Of no, no low volume yeah. on, the, on, the, on the Mac. Okay, all right. Moving on, some little like silly features that I've rolled out. Basically, uh, there's now going to be a standby mode. So for anyone that uses an Apple Watch, uh, if you've ever used that thing where you like charge your Apple Watch on like a little stand, so you can actually see the time. It has it goes black, but it has like the time shown digitally on like like with green text. Now they're rolling out standby mode for iPhone and hopefully iPad. No mention of iPad, but. Mm -hmm for iPhone at the very least. And basically what this means is if you have like a MagSafe, uh, like standing mount for your iPhone, if when you're charging, you know, you can put it, you, you charge your iPhone horizontally and the screen will now basically show like a, like a, like an enlarged standby version where it'll show like one or two widgets at a time. And it yeah. can show you, and you can like, you can swipe through the widgets, basically like your calendar, the time, uh, the weather, maybe photos, and it's just like an easy way to glance at information that you might want to have, uh, either at night or like at your desk or in the kitchen, things like that. Yeah, it's small, but like it's nice. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, it's funny. It, it's it's a little silly because it's not groundbreaking, but it's because we know that this feature has existed for years, like in other devices. Yeah. But 
again, like the incremental improvements for Apple. It's almost like they 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 make such little uh, changes yeah. that even a small change such as this is big news, <laughs> right? Like, okay. let's make a thing about it. I will say, here's a new product idea. No one steal this. <laughs> Everyone that's listening to this, no one steal this. Okay. Uh, the, Apple made a, they actually mentioned this quite a few times during the presentation. They're like, oh, like, uh, Apple will now have like AirPlay compatibility with like hotels. Like that was like one thing they mentioned a few times. Really weird that they brought that up. But I think it's cool now that you can just like simply, you know, share your screen or your content to like a hotel TV screen. I think that's what they're getting at. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. I, I've worked with hotels before. Having done business, business with hotels, for some reason, mo the majority of hotels are still obsessed about having a, an alarm clock. Like a like a like a digital clock there that may also happen to have like a speaker like a that you can plug into or at the very least the speaker where you can like play the radio. You mean really the iHome? Like, think... Yeah, basically basically an iHome, but now they're being replaced by like whatever random brand. They just yeah. like hotels still want that because they feel that customers really care about that feature. I don't actually I, I don't believe customers care about that feature because what person nowadays doesn't have a smartphone that shows the time for them immediately. Yep. Right. But I do believe that you could create a product uh, that basically is just a MagSafe mount and then it has a Bluetooth speaker that you can just like, you can just cast, you can use AirPlay to, to play your stuff on the, on the speaker and then your phone becomes your night, like your, your nightstand, your, 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 your clock. Nobody steal that idea. Michael will steal that idea. <laughs> Do you, can you, you can see how that's so nice, it's, right? It's going to be an elegant solution for a docking station for a oh my god flash Bluetooth. So we actually need to make this right now because you, some products oh, Michael, need to make this. Is, this. <laughs> this is such Do you a want good me idea. To edit this out of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, let me think about it because okay. <laughs> that's a great idea, actually. <laughs> It's, a, it's an insane idea. That's actually like, I would put that on my nightstand. If you made it elegant enough, yeah. I would get rid of everything. Maybe add some more like charging things next to mm -hmm. it, but like just one thing right there. And then yeah. if you want to make it really ridiculous, you add in a projector to it. <laughs> and then all of a there we go. <laughs> and there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. So all right, that's awesome. No, that, that's good. That's actually a really good idea. Um, yeah. Very true. Very true. So that's a... Uh, the MagSafe, or what do you call it? The standby mode? Is it standby? It's, I just call it standby mode, I believe. Standby mode, okay. Yeah. And then yeah. I think they added, um, I actually didn't watch this part where you can personalize the, um, like the caller ID now, or it shows the name. Aside from yeah, the yeah, 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 something like that. But I also yeah. didn't, <laughs> basically improved caller ID. Yeah, we were, we were, Yi and I were multitasking while we were watching the, uh, we're the all, yeah, everyone, look, everyone's got jobs. Everyone needs to work. No one can actually, who, who can in the beginning, we were like, hours? yeah, exactly. We were like, we were like, who has two hours to stop working and to, to watch this presentation? But you know, Yi and I tried, <laughs> we tried. Yeah, we really tried. We really tried. <laughs> so, uh, um, aside from those updates, uh, Mac now has like the, they added the widgets. So the, the, IO, the iPad updates, the, uh, iPad OS. Updates yeah. were actually really nice. You know that you can add more widgets and just an improved performance overall. Um, the Mac OS. Uh, oh, I love I love the new OS, the new name. Then, it's yeah. very okay. Yeah. When they were announcing it, were you trying to guess the name? I was trying to guess the name. 
I'm like, I wonder which part of California it's going to be. Okay, so in my head, I mean, they're talking about like wine, wine country. So it, there's, there's only like really two possibilities that it's like Napa or Sonoma. I thought and it was I Napa, thought, actually. Yeah. Well, yeah, I thought it was Napa because they were like, well, that's like the place. But yeah. then I thought they like to be silly about this. What if, what if for some crazy reason they're like, it's Mac OS Temecula or like <laughs> Mac OS Santa Barbara. It's like. It's true. They they do have they produce it's a lot like, of wine there. Yes, yeah, I, I like can't fault field. them for it. Yeah, it's like they purposely misled everyone. But the, when they announced when they announced Sonoma, I was like, wow, Sonoma actually sounds so pretty. It's such it a does. nice name. It does. It does bring out like this very prestige, like just really nice. Um, it has a nice ring to it. I'd say totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. I loved the presentation. I thought it was like, oh yeah, this is. It's very elegant. You know, it's like nothing too gimmicky. I mean, they follow the same route, like naming uh, the OS based on, has it always been like places in California or no? Yeah, it hasn't always been, but that's like, that's been the trend for the past. That's been know, a trend lately. Yeah. So I'm years. like, okay, I, I like this. That, that was great. They also added more widgets to the OS, which is, it's a very interesting feature because it's, again, it's not groundbreaking, but in, I was thinking about it, like I, while I was watching it, I'm like, I could use that. You know, yeah. like a little widget that can just get stuck in, on the screen so that, yeah. Here's what it is. Widgets got a big update and improvement. I still think there's a long way to go for widgets. Mm -hmm. But Apple's, like, one of the themes was let's make widgets better and more customizable and more powerful. Let's let people see them in more places. And so another update to widgets is that now, finally, if you have a widget on your, on your like, uh, home screen, you can actually interact with it as opposed to tapping on the widget and being launched into the app itself. Yes. Because it's like, why Why would you do that to me? I just yes. let I don't me want interact to interact with the info that's actually on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hate that. <laughs> it, was, it actually made no, this, this should have came out ages ago. But it, in any case, yeah. yeah. It correct, I, I think correct. the I think the best uh, way to understand how much more convenient it is now is that you can have a widget with like your smart switches in your home and you can actually just tap the the icon for like a light switch and you won't be launched into the home into app. another yeah. app yeah exactly which is again it, it detracts from the whole experience right like and they're so good at doing this but what this also tells me is that this was this has always been the hunch ever since um it is slowly like the the line between ipad os and mac os is slowly getting blurred because now yeah. you are like the only the only thing that's really missing between the two is the touch screen, right? I think that's but for the most part the experience is almost the same, to a point where it's actually kind of annoying how the latest update not even the latest latest but the the one of the recent updates for Mac OS when they changed the the, the general settings have you have you seen oh, that? Oh yeah yeah. I absolutely yeah. hate it. It's terrible. Like nobody likes it. I don't like it. I still yeah. I'm lost when I try to go to the general settings and I'm like why why does it look like a phone now? <laughs> I search for everything. I don't even I don't even bother trying to like look through the settings. Oh, you just I, use just, like, I look for yeah, I look for the setting I need like printers <laughs> or like security or users whatever Actually, it is. Yeah, like, that's, I, that's true. Uh, there's dude, you do not waste your time <laughs> looking through that. That thing is impossible to to navigate. It's terrible. It's terrible. So yeah. The lines are getting blurred, I think, uh, which is interesting. But yeah, the widgets are good. Um, a little side note, though, I did notice you and I were talking about this earlier. Um, when they show when uh, Craig showed like a widget for his car, like if you wanted to see how much charging or charge mm. his car oh. has, yeah. 
they showed a, first of all, they showed a Lucid and not a Tesla because Tesla is known to not support Apple CarPlay, right? So it's yeah. like, um, yeah. it's got their own ecosystem. And Lucid just recently uh, basically got approved to use Apple CarPlay or something like that. And yeah. he and I were talking about this on the sidelines. We were saying that I think if Apple, at least this is my hunch personally, is that if Apple does eventually develop their own car, it's going to be in collaboration with probably Lucid. And the only reason I think about that is because remember that presentation they had about CarPlay or how they envision CarPlay, where you can see everything about the car from the speedometer to mm, everything. Yeah. But that, that, that needs to be, um, I guess uh, it has to be integrated into the vehicle itself. It's not you just have like to have full access to the vehicle. Yes, you have full access. Yeah. I think the Lucid's screen allows for that experience because they have so much, like so many screens, and it just makes sense to me. And plus, they're both from California. They're both like they the from a branding perspective. I think they got it right. They're very, I mean, premium in that sense. Not to not yeah. to say that Tesla wasn't like that, but Tesla was very clear from the beginning that they wanted to be their own thing. So I think I'm like, hmm, this is really interesting. I, I actually, actually thought that was very interesting that they showed Lucid because they could have It was intentional. It was intentional. It was intentional, yeah. Whatever, intentional. whatever happened there, super intentional, but it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to guess what they're doing. At yes, the end of the day, yes. it's very hard to guess. Yeah. Very hard to guess. Anyway. Uh, I will say on the, on the topic of CarPlay, I'm willing to bet that most people use CarPlay. And if you have an iPhone, you should be using CarPlay unless your car doesn't support it. Um, then, you know, it's a, it's a great feature to have. I mean, you can even retrofit older cars with yes. the new, uh, what are they called again? Those, um, like oh. the screens, um, like, um, there's a, there's a new con it's not a console. What are those called? Uh, I think they're just called screens. Anyway, <laughs> you can, you can like, you can add a screen into your, like, you can retrofit your car. Right. Anyway, right. In, in any case with CarPlay, now they have a feature where they're going to have a feature where, uh, anyone can play music, and so that is a cool one. Like, yeah, it, anyone can 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 have the aux essentially, and that's so nice. That's very nice. Like, as the driver, I don't want to have to give my phone to the passengers to like queue up songs. It's just like it's such an old school method, and now yeah. finally, because obviously all of my friends only have iPhones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, then anyone can just like you know queue up music. It, it's so nice. It, it's a small thing, but. And for, for a lot of people, that might not make sense. But here's a use case scenario that, complete, that makes complete sense to me. So I have, a, I have two kids, and my daughter has her own device when she's in the car. So it's either a smaller, the iPad mini or one of my older iPhones. And so when we're traveling, I give her, I'm basically acting, my phone is the hotspot so that she gets mm. um, um, internet, right? So what she likes to do is she likes to access my Spotify on her device since it's connected to my <clears throat> my main account. phone, yeah. and she can control like the uh, like the music. And I'm like, it, uh, when she does this, I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, this is actually kind of cool if someone else has act like it's nice to have to to give that control to someone else when you're driving because yeah. instead of her asking me change the song to this, like she can do it on her own. But the the caveat at that time, at that point was, she needs to use my device, which is like my older iPhone. But yeah. with this new feature, yeah. anyone who has an iPhone can essentially do the same thing, right? No yeah, one's yeah. yelling from the back saying, hey, can you change this the, the station? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, uh, that's and actually it, really cool. I like that one, yeah. 
I mean, there's been instances where, like, I've shared Spotify accounts with friends, uh, and there's been instances where, like, I want to listen to something, and this is, like, back in, like, college days, but, like, they wanted to listen to something, and uh, I realized I also want to use the account, and so when I'm playing the playing the song, I'm like, why is it not uh, playing? And yes. it turns out it's playing, like, in their car as they're in their driving, car, yeah. and, like, we're fighting over the music, even though yeah. I'm like, why is nothing working? Why is this song skipping? I know exactly what you mean. Uh, but exactly obviously mean. now, as adults, you know, we have our own Spotify account. Yes, because we're grown-ups now. Because <laughs> we're grown-ups, exactly. Okay, so I think that touches on, like, all the main things. I'm, there's definitely other other features, but, like, I think it's time we can move on to talk about the biggest announcement yes. of, of today. And okay. that was the Apple Vision Pro. This is Apple's own take at what AR VR glasses are going to look like. Michael, what are your like first impressions? Oh my God. There is so much to talk about. Like, I don't even know where to begin. It's just like, you should, I, I think this whole conversation, if we could just show the audience our text thread about, <laughs> about the entire presentation, they will understand like how impactful I think this product is from not just from a um, from for Apple, but I think for a lot of people, like on a surface level, when I'm looking at it, like it is suddenly a compelling um, solution for people who have very limited access to like monitors. I know that sounds like so far away, but I have yet to I mean, you know, people, the way they presented it, it looks feasible using their device, like you can actually work using this. And for me, I have an Instagram page, I help people design their work from home space. It actually also frees up a lot of things. Now I don't really have to worry about like, I'm, I'm just looking forward, like way, way ahead, right? Like, what if, you, <laughs> what if this, 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 this product is perfected? Think about it like this, if it's perfected, I don't have to worry about screens anymore. Or even yeah. like the, yeah. right, like you just have to have a Mac mini. And your AR device, like the Apple Vision Pro, for example, just make the space nicer. Now everything's everything that's outside of that screen is can be a lot more tangible in terms of yeah. like, you know, just touch points and just like really, really nice. It just looks much cleaner. And then imagine an entire office space where people this is a little bit dystopian, but like if you like imagine an entire office space where people walk in, no screens, no nothing. Like it makes everything moving I mean, from one office I can, to another it's just much more convenient imagine the future of WeWorks, where all you get is like a tiny tiny cube because <laughs> yeah because you don't need anything else you just put on your goggles and maybe you can recline like a little bit and you're yeah. just like staring off into well, okay so here's the thing like remember when meta the meta quest came out like that was kind of like the 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 proposal like that was the idea like everyone will would be using that and everyone's going to be interacting in the metaverse. What I love about the Vision Pro is the fact that it's a pass-through. Like you still see your world. Like you still see everything. It's like you're just wearing ski goggles. And then there's some like a graphic, like graphics are overlaid onto like the actual actual reality, which I think is how augmented reality should have been or should be anyway. Like that should be the experience. Wait, no, the uh, meta does do that with the Quest 2 or the Quest Oh, so it's pass through now? Like you can actually but see the your new, the newest one is pass through. Oh, okay. I wasn't aware of that, but yeah. it, you can't see your eyes though, right? Like not not the way. No, I mean, book. okay. I think that's that's we can talk about that very quickly. Yes, so, I was. I want to talk about that. Really quickly. So 
uh, when you, if you ever come across like a, a screenshot or a video of someone wearing the the Vision Pro, they're gonna demonstrate how like it's almost it's like you can see through the the the, the AR goggles, and it, so it looks like a ski mask. You can see their eyes, and Apple made it a point to say that like it's important to see the eyes because they let you know where the attention is focused. Which I agree. It's like when you have a mm-hmm. conversation, people's like you know line of sight. It lets you know if they're engaged with you or if they're gazing off in the distance. Whatever, but in this case, obviously, you, you you can't directly see their eyes because there's all of this technology that has to that that is in between their their eyes and you, and so what they do is they they have a lens frame and they they have uh, I think it's an OLED screen on the outside mm-hmm. of the goggles and they reproject your eyes onto the front of the of the goggles, so it makes you think that it's transparent. Even though it's actually, <laughs> it's re- a projection. It's projection yeah. of your eyes. It's yeah, that's crazy. It <laughs> is crazy, and it's 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 impressive. But at the same time, it's hilarious and low key creepy. It's just so creepy. It's, it's not so creepy. perfect. It's not perfect. So imagine, imagine uh, wearing like those diving goggles, right? But put water in it, and so your eyes look like they're magnified. Yeah. <laughs> they just it look. Is, it is awful. such a weird effect. But yeah. I think given the idea of what they're trying to accomplish, I actually don't know if you could do it any better than what they did. I, I'm, I'm I sure agree. in the future you could make some crazy improvements, but like as of now, I actually don't imagine it needing to be much better because at the end of the day, they are goggles, right? They're goggles yeah. you put on. You're going to look a certain way. Like the only way this gets better in the future is when like technology improves so dramatically that you just wear like a contact lens or something. Exactly. Right? And then, and, and, and so for, for what it is, I think it's so, so cool. And and just well, I would just want to make this point. If people are making fun of this and say that they look silly, yes, they are supposed to look, they are going to look silly, just like what you said, because they are goggles. I mean, compare that to the Dyson <laughs> oh, headphones with the mask. <laughs> that, is, that is something that everyone's been talking about and not in a good way, because yeah. you look like a complete... I don't even know what when you're wearing that, and you are expected to walk around wearing that. Right, exactly. Like, like for these goggles, yes, they're portable, but at the end of the day, like you're using them at honestly home. at home. Yes. And, and and for me, like I'm thinking, it's either like I'm not going to use it at the office, at least like not. I mean, well, who goes? Not right now. Office? Not right now. But yeah. like the, the two places I see this, or actually, sorry, I'll, I'll name all the places I could see me really loving this. One, in bed, if like my partner is resting. I don't mm-hmm. want to bother them. I can just put this on and I'd be like, what partner? <laughs> like, I'm yeah. gone, baby. I'm gone. Yeah. Uh, another scenario is like, um, let's say, actually, like, if we want to consume different content, I'm like, okay, that's cool. You do your thing and mm-hmm. I'll put this on so it's not distracting to you. I'm not going to, like, you know, make noise. Uh, if, you, if you're in, like, a tight space, like, again, if you're working in an office, right, if you want to have this immersive experience, I could see this being so incredibly like beneficial as a productivity tool this is all assuming though that quality is really good which it seems like it might it, it should be yeah um this is assuming that like the cable doesn't get annoying that you, there's no fatigue wearing this headset for Correct. hours at a time uh that like you don't get motion sickness that like like there's so many what is that need to to work well uh, mm-hmm. that need to succeed in order for this to be a viable product but assuming everything is like really usable then it's like all like all these use cases make sense. And then lastly, for me, like traveling, 
when I'm traveling uh, to like on an airplane or if I'm this this can suddenly make an economy class seat feel so much first better. Class. Yeah. It can, well, I don't. I was gonna feel first. Well, class. maybe not first class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like. But yeah, but I like, know what you mean. Yeah. It'll feel so much better. And then on top of that, like if you're if you're working remotely, like at a hotel or at an Airbnb, no need to worry about additional screens. You don't even need to have like. You could just pack like a like a 13 inch MacBook mm -hmm. Air, and be like. It, it, not, you're not even using the the MacBook Air for the screen. You're using it for like the compute, right? Yeah. It's like, but I actually don't even know if it has more compute than the Vision Pro. I actually think the Vision Pro has more compute now that I think about it. So that's that's the thing too. Like there are so many questions. Like I don't know. Do you have do you have to tether it? Like not tether it, but basically, do you have to connect it to a a MacBook, for example, or your phone for it to actually function? Or does it have its no, own? No, no, you don't. It has, it has two chips. It has its own like CPU and then a, a dedicated R1 chip that, that basically, it's, it's just like a sensor chip. It ties in all the different sensors it has. Like it has, ugh, I'm trying to, I, I don't remember all the sensors it has, but that's responsible for processing everything. Whereas it has its own dedicated chip for like regular tasks. But I guess I'm just confused because they did show um, a, a Final Cut timeline. Sorry, it uses the M2 chip. The M2 chip. Yeah, the, it has an M2 and an R1. So they did show a timeline, a Final Cut like sample, right? Yeah, yeah. So they they're basically you can. I'm assuming that you can edit it. I, I would love to try editing using that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. how would you be able to transfer files? I guess is my question, right? Like, how would you be able to import files and export? if you're not somehow connected. Totally. Right. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, I think there's, there's so many things that have yet to be answered, right? Yeah. I think this is more just like a, let, let's not even think about editing. Let's just think about like, you're, you're, you're working on like daily, like normal work tasks. I, mm -hmm. I'm basically, I live in like Google, Google Sheets, Google Docs, Gmail, and like, maybe I have some content that I want to consume on the side and like my, I have my Slack or my iMessage. The fact that I can have all this, whatever size I need, and I can easily like, I, so there's a question that people might have about like, well, how do you navigate through this? Like, what are my, what are, what are, what is like my, the interface in which, or what are my tools in which I, you know, interact <clears throat> with all of this? And, you know, typically speaking, the answer has been, oh, you use these controllers or you use these, these handheld controllers uh, that are tracked by the, you know, the, the AR goggles and they can track the positioning of these controllers. But in this case, Apple's like, no, like why would you use controllers when you have your hands? Your hands. And I'm like, that's <laughs> insane. Because it has so many cameras like that are facing down. So yeah, you can see yeah, your, yeah, your yeah. hands. I'm like, that's right. kind of creepy actually. And, and, and so what it does instead is it, it tracks your hands in, in, you know, in 3D space around you. And it uses and it attracts your pupils to see where you're looking. And so instead of having to gesture and point to like a specific place uh, to be like, I want to click on this item, you simply look at the look item at that you want to select and that hovers over and then to, to actually click on it, you just tap your fingers together. And yeah. I'm like, yo, I'm that's like, so cool. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. And knowing Apple, they don't take that sort of uh, those those types of interactions lightly. They no really way. exactly yeah. No they way. really make sure that it is elegant. It is a great experience at, at the very 
you know, best possible way. So for them to actually announce this, now it's actually making more sense that they've delayed this product for another year, like basically next year before you can actually pre-order or even order one. So I'm like, they, I'm sure there's a lot more that they need to work on, but it's so impressive. I'm like, I don't even know. I feel like I'm watching an episode of Black Mirror <laughs> when I'm it's, watching it's this. It's very Black Mirror, very Minority yeah. Report. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think even the way that they did the gestures, if it's really that mm -hmm. casual, where like you can just kind of sit down, not even have to raise your, you don't have to raise your hands. I think that's a key thing. It's like, I, I bet there was some sort of developmental conversation that happened where like, okay, what do you, what do you expect the users to do? Do you expect the users to raise their hands and arms all the time to like work? Or do you want them to be able to be relaxed, have their hands down and just simply just like swipe by flicking and then, you know, rest your arm and just like, just like simply like tap your fingers together to, to click on something. And so I think there was a lot of care and attention given to how can you interact with this at most intuitively and as comfortably as possible uh, and as consistently as possible the entire time. Yeah. Like it's, I have high hopes and I, God, I do not want to be disappointed by this product because- I know, me too, me too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and, and, and I've read through, like I've read through a lot of like forums already and blog posts and I've seen, I've seen a lot of comments kind of bashing this product. Like, mm -hmm. why would they do this? It's a waste of money. Um, and I think it's just like, this is, even if you don't, even if this is not the revolutionary, like new platform game changer product, like if it's, it, it doesn't have to be as transformational as like, oh, everyone went from flip phones to iPhones. Mm -hmm. Like this doesn't have to be that. Uh, but I think it still has huge potential to be just like an awesome new tool uh, to, to just use. It, yeah. It's like, People have like such crazy expectations for like or like requirements for what this has to be. I'm like, okay, if it, if I can feasibly use this to work uh, and it's portable and it takes the takes up the the space of like, if it allows me to have the screen real estate of like all these monitors and TVs and projectors for thirty five hundred dollars, um, that's actually way more doable than me buying like all of these screens and all these things. And it, I think that's um yeah to that point right like to the price and I think that's when people, and even I noticed that, like they had to anchor, they had to basically say that out loud for us. Like you can either buy a bunch of screens or spend less and have this one device. So to me, the most important thing would be, does that, right? Like what you said, does it feel natural when you're looking at it? Like, cause you have to adjust, you know how when you're driving and you're looking at the heads up display on your car, yeah. sorry, there's a plane passing by. I don't know if you can hear it, but you know how that there's a, a, a moment where you have to refocus between looking at the road and the heads up display because like yeah, the yeah. distance is kind of a little bit off, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. imagine having that on your face. So you're constantly just like readjusting your eyes. And I feel like, you know, that can give me motion sickness or whatever, but if, if it feels natural and the way they describe that you can move the screen in 3D space. Yeah. And you can extend it. You can make it bigger. Like, like I'm imagining laying on like the, the my backyard and just watching in IMAX. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Like I'm excited for that. <laughs> Michael, my life is gonna be IMAX only. It's, it's only gonna be these ridiculously sized. I know. It's, it's so funny. There's so many things, and then it's like. Like you said, I don't, I feel like people are actually, I, 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 you don't even have to go far. You just have to go on Twitter 
and see yeah. how many people are making fun of it. First of all, I think the design looks great. Like, I love how cohesive the design is. It feels like it's an Apple Watch, right? It's And Apple Watches are really, really nice. And I'm actually really curious to see what the, first of all, the biggest question to me is, how is Mark Zuckerberg feeling right now? Because it's definitely, totally. right? Like, it, it's scary. I mean, like, granted- how does, how does Meta feel about all this? Yeah, granted the Meta Quest now does seem like a bargain at 300? Yeah. $300, or something like that. That's a bargain for what they, they are. Yeah, it buying. is a huge bargain. A right? Huge bargain. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, like for $3,500, I actually feel like that's the right price point for this product because it's not going to be um, a product that everyone's going to buy. It's yeah. just, it's it's still up there, right? And it's also on, like, in, in a way, it's in beta form. We're yeah. not really sure how it's going going to perform. I just hope that the experience in general, even if at the very least, like you said, if the screens look nice and I can actually manipulate them and actually use them as if I have large virtual screens in front of me and they are clear and I can work on them. I think that in itself makes it a, I think the price to me personally is, it justifies it. Oh yeah. I honestly, to me, I'm just, I'm saving up from now until next year. It's me like, too. <laughs> okay. so, so here's the thing. I am, I, I hate being an early adopter for some reasons because one, you're always like, oh, if it's bad, like you had to like, it's like sunk cost. But also the, the fact of the matter is that like, well, there's going to be a better one that's going to come out eventually. And so like, I'm going to have that FOMO of like, yeah. oh, should I have waited? But I know that I won't be able to resist. And I'm just imagining some like this crazy future where Michael and I, as we work together, we're just living in this VR world. Dude, constantly. that was okay. Here's here's a little inside baseball kind of topic. So Yi and I have, um, <laughs> so we're working together to try to streamline life as a creator. All right, let's just put it that way. And so sure. one of the process for for making that happen is basically we share uh, an email, an email address where some of the, the companies that we pitch to, or you know, they, they send me an email, for example, a pitch. Um, we look through it, like both of us, and we're like, okay, this could be a good idea. This could be, you know, how are we gonna approach this? How can we make content out of this? Yeah. And one of the companies that reached out, their value prop was basically a screen where you can share the, the uh, what, what do you, how would you describe it? Like whatever, if you have two screens, like two big TV screens, essentially, and in different locations. So whatever I do on this screen, will happen on the other screen. So it, it almost feels like you're both, you're virtually in the same room, even if you're not. Is that right? Is yeah, that- Yeah, yeah. it's, it's it? So like, well, it on the app, but like, it's the whole thing about like, you know, Apple's apps, like where it's like, if you collaborate, whatever you do gets updated in real time. And based on the videos that they showed, the latency is incredible in terms of like how long it takes for the action to be done on one person's end and for it to show up on the other person's end. Like, right. If you ever use Google Docs to collaborate together, uh, you will know that there's a delay when someone types a sentence and then it appears on your screen. I would say, imagine like having that time uh, or maybe even less than that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's so, it, it is so quick to happen. Obviously it's not instantaneous, but it is so much more usable. So you're not like writing over each other or you're not like, oh, like I wrote a sentence and all of a sudden, or like I did something and all of a sudden it got pushed somewhere else because someone actually written something right before I did. Right, yeah. So having like these, the Division Pro, I think would be a more feasible 
um, solution for something like that. If you want for collaboration, collab basically for collaboration, yeah. Yeah, for exactly. live collaboration. I think there's so many cool uses. Yeah. Uh, also, speaking of Meta, you brought it up earlier. Meta's solution to doing video calls is that they have like the cameras track your your hands, and so when you gesticulate, when you talk, uh, it appears in the video call, but it's just an it's like a cartoonized avatar of yourself that is shown on the video call. And when I showed uh, my fiance, uh, Maggie, the um, like, like the nine minute like introduction of the Vision Pro, you know, <coughs> someone was FaceTiming and she's like, oh, but like, you're gonna look so ridiculous when you're on FaceTime. And I was like, no, no, you won't. Because <laughs> they actually use, I'm, I'm, okay, there has to be a LiDAR sensor. I'm sure there's a LiDAR sensor on the front, but they, they do a 3D scan of you first so that and they, they basically re rebuild you as a 3d avatar uh and because they can track your eyes and your facial expressions uh it's this 3d avatar that speaks that that, that speaks it looks for real you. yeah it looks really it, it's obviously not real like you can still yeah. tell there's a there's a bit of uncanny valley going on but the effect that is accomplished and this has to be done through like new ai models like the whole like this, this whole onslaught of like ChatGPT and OpenAI, I'm pretty sure that this kind of technology is what paved the way for being able to build these kinds of avatars uh, so quickly and efficiently. Yes. So as the technology improves, these avatars will only look better. And it's like, it looks so good. It really looks so- They do look good. good. Yeah, they really do look good. So my question is when you're wearing the Vision Pro, what do you think people are seeing? I think it's just this, like what, uh, it's like torso and up. like. I think that's all they see. But so are they recreating like your face then without the, the goggles? Right? Yeah, Remember? Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, yeah. They're recreating okay. your face with the goggles. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there's one thing we didn't t uh, talk about the um, the sharing on, on Apple TV. The, um, oh, where you, the, uh... where you can make FaceTime calls? Well, yeah. Okay. FaceTime calls on Apple TV. I think this is something where. Okay, funnily enough, I've already done FaceTime calls on my Apple TV by screen sharing my MacBook to my Apple to my Apple TV and I'll just set my MacBook right in front of it. Like mm -hmm. I don't I don't think this is a crazy feature. I just like that it's being integrated a little bit more. I mean, yeah. essentially Apple needs to make a decision. Are they going to make some kind of like mounting mechanism that attaches to the back of your TV that you can stick your iPhone on and then do your FaceTime call there with a continuity camera? Or are they going to make their own webcam? Or or are they going to make their own like actual Apple TV where it's a whole TV that has built in you yeah. know, Apple TV and a webcam? Like, that was so my... many different plays for how it could work out. None yeah. of which are like that great, honestly, because like, yeah, I don't need Apple to make a webcam. I don't know. That's not, that was my big guess. That was my big yeah. guess right until they re, they revealed the Vision Pro. Because my guess was like, it seems like they're trying to make the Apple TV more integrated into their ecosystem. Like you can, you can, you can do a lot of stuff, right? So yeah. I'm like, it only makes sense instead of them making an Apple webcam or an Apple mount, like you said, it just doesn't yeah. sound like Apple to do that. Knowing them, they'll make something simple and intuitive that an old person can use. So it makes sense for them. And obviously they make, they have like really good screens. Like they could just make a screen. It doesn't have to be big, but it's like an Apple TV where it has a built-in camera and it's not even a computer. It's just, I mean, it's a computer essentially, but it's the only function for it is, is to 
to to be an Apple TV with the screen this time. Yeah. That way it has the built-in camera and you can FaceTime you can FaceTime with it and all that stuff. I mean, to me that kind of makes sense instead of just having the little Apple TV because I know there's 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 they they can make so much more money doing that, I think. Selling sell imagine like buying a TV and then having a a, a new I don't know, like subscription model for for Apple TV Plus and all that stuff, like instead of it being tied to just your phone, because right now, right, like those subscriptions are tied to your phone or your MacBook. And then you're like, fine, you know, maybe I can just use the same like features on the Apple TV. But imagine if they sell the TV on on its own and like Apple TV Plus and Apple TV or Apple Fitness, Apple, I just feel like there's so much that they can do with just by adding there, a screen. There really, there really is a lot. I, I think this yeah. is kind of getting kind of carried away, but like this kind of just kind of, this is whole conversation about what is Apple's bet on TV itself. And I, I honestly feel like they're still trying to figure it out because yeah. now yeah. they have this awesome new product category and how does that impact? I mean, obviously that's not for everyone, but at the same time, it's, it, it is going to eat into it in some sense. So There's the question now is, are you getting, are you getting a vision pro? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, Michael, I know, <laughs> I know for a fact we're both getting it and I yes. know we're both like reviews will come out and you will like, unless initial reviews are like absolutely terrible, terrible and they trash it for like the usability. Cause it, for that price point, it really does have to be extremely usable, like really smooth, really seamless, no motion sickness, like really easy to wear. Like otherwise it's way too much to like, if I'm buying a $3,500 laptop, I need to be able to use it every day for hours at a time to get like my mm-hmm. full use out of it. If I can't do that same thing with the Vision Pro, then I don't really know what I'm using it for. To be fair though, they can charge that much because they're the only ones who can do it right now. Like in yeah, this I mean, they, they, Yeah, they can totally charge it. It's just that I don't think I'd be able to justify it like at the right. end of the day if it doesn't did, work well enough. Before hopping onto this podcast though, I did see Marquez tweet and he's like, he's, he used the Vision Pro for 30 minutes Oh. And he said he was very, like in all, all caps, very impressed with specific things. He got and to I'm try like, it on. I didn't know you got to try it on. Yeah, they got, I, I, some people got to try it on. I saw it on Twitter and I think they all had like 30 minutes of wow. uh, trial. And it seems to be very, it, they have a strong case uh, of like saying that uh, it, it, it's basically a good product. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> I was hoping it would suck so I don't so have to buy it. So frustrating. So frustrating. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, but I think, anyway, yeah. yeah. That's that. I think um, last thing I do want to point out is that the whole presentation with uh, with the Vision Pro and Disney felt like I was watching the two superpowered like companies in the world. I was I said it's like Superman and Goku presenting on stage. <laughs> Disney and Apple. It's like in one presentation. That's crazy. And I, t- I texted D. I said the only thing that's missing is LVMH, basically Louis Vuitton, because they are one of those companies up there. And he's like, yeah. wait, think about this. Louis Vuitton and Apple Vision Pro collaboration, you know, with a Louis Vuitton strap. I'm it like, would look insane. It would look I'm like, insane. you're right, damn it. <laughs> oh my gosh, it would look so good. Well, I think the more realistic version is that they will launch an Hermes version of the headband because they already mm. have that collaboration with them for the Apple Watch. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I, I think there's, I, oh, one thing that Apple has done really well too is that if you've ever tried on goggles, uh, getting the right fit is really hard. And so they've made the whole, the whole product 
really modular. So you could swap out, I think, different frames. You can add in different lenses. So that, you know, basically you don't have to wear glasses. You can just put these lenses inside. Uh, and they partnered with uh, Zeiss to, to make those lenses. Mm-hmm. And, and so they've really paid attention to, like, can everyone use this? Can everyone yeah. use this really comfortably? Uh, so that gives me hope that, that it is something that you can use, you know, very comfor- comfortably for, you know, lots of different people. But again, we'll have to see when it comes out. Whew. Anyway, it was an exciting day. I thought, it, I thought, you know, I wasn't really expecting much from the presentation. Obviously, most of it was just okay. Wasn't I disappointing. I had zero expectations. I had zero okay. expectations going into this. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know about you, but like the past several keynotes from Apple, I haven't like, I've just kind of been like, oh, okay. Sure. Actually, you're right. You're right. None of them were, were this, uh, you don't feel the same electricity from this one. Like Not everyone, I was, Twitter was, it basically was just alive. For the entire i don't know about you i was smiling mo- the, the entire time the vision pro was being announced i was dude, like, i was too because it, <laughs> it's like it doesn't feel real at some point you're yeah. like okay when are they going to say this is just a a, a demo of what could happen right? <laughs> it's just a beta product yeah it's just a yeah and i'm like no they're they're actually going to sell this so even from like i said even at the very least if it's just a really great looking screen that doesn't make you sick that's already impressive because the product yeah. looks great. Of course, you're going to look silly. Actually, someone on Twitter said that um, it's never going to happen where where people are wearing it on the airplane. I'm like, no, I disagree. That's definitely going to yeah, happen. I disagree. <laughs> I, I vehemently disagree. I promise you, if it's good, I will wear that sucker everywhere I can. <laughs> and and I, can, I can picture people now with, of course, you'll see the headlines. Um, people getting pulled over for for wearing the Vision Pro while driving their Teslas. <laughs> well, like, while not driving their Teslas. Not driving Tesla's their Teslas. Driving for them. Right, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I can see it now. But yeah, exciting things. I'm um, I'm so happy that we got to watch it, even even though we missed the the beginning. And um, yeah, totally. yeah, it was a great conversation. Thank you so much, Yi, for for being a part of this episode. And you know, uh, I think it's time for me to start. Uh, I guess recording new episodes for coffee creators. I've I've taken a long enough break. I think I think it's time to yeah yeah. yeah. I think there's some really cool people uh, yeah. that, that that can be had on this show. But Definitely. this is awesome. So much fun. I love it. Yeah. All yeah, right. Awesome. So well, good. thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being here, and um, we'll see you guys again very very soon.